This is It Was a Thing on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the dregs of humanity. Episode 257, submission number 147, Face the Music. Face the Music was a syndicated game show that aired daily from January 14, 1980 to September of 1981. Do you know what famous person this baby grew up to be? Two contestants try to answer for $10,000 in prizes on Face the Music. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Face the Music. Name That Tune was perhaps one of the greatest game shows ever created, at least from a musical standpoint. And it still goes on to this day. I mean, we just dropped season two of Name That Tune, believe it or not. Season two of Name That Tune is now airing on Fox. This, however, is the celebrity season of Name That Tune. They shot it all in Ireland. It just wrapped. They just started airing. Jane Krakowski and Randy Jackson are back, thank God, but all they're playing for is money for charity. So, uh, I wouldn't get used to seeing it. But, like we keep saying on this podcast, a good game show idea doesn't die it gets expanded and enhanced and that's what happened when the likes of david levy and the legendary buddy piper took oh yeah and beverly piper should mention her took the idea of name that tune and turned it into a puzzle game now also we should add buddy piper is well known for puzzle games because he created Concentration. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes. Mike and I actually met Buddy Piper. Yeah, this would have been, what, about 16, 17 years ago. Yeah, back when we didn't have white hair in strange places on our face. Thank you for adding the word on our face there. Yes. And I should mention that when he created Concentration, people forget Concentration was originally for Barry Enright. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then they sold the format to NBC because, well, you know why. Yeah. And then NBC sold the format to... Well, actually, they didn't sell the format. They leased the format to Goodson Todman, and good things happened after that. Yes. Very good things happened. Mostly involving Jack Nars and Alex Trebek. But you can watch that every day on Buzzer. Oh, yeah. 
And in fact, we suggest you do. Because Casual Fridays, Alex Trebek, it is happening in 80s Mr. Black sweaters. And if you're more into the older stuff, they just started running new episodes of Concentration from the final syndicated season. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, with the with that. the double play game where you got matched the numbers and you could play for three prizes in a car. Yeah. Okay, that's better than the old double play, so. Yeah, yeah, they, this is for the old final season uh, only, and they just started running new episodes as of the time people hear this. Right. So, yeah, um, name that tune as a puzzle game. Of course, name that tune the creation of Harry Salter and his wife, Roberta Semple Salter. What Buddy Piper and his crew did was take that basic gameplay and turned it into a puzzle game. He thought, you know what we're going to do? The names of every song has to deal with a person, place, or thing. And we're going to make a game out of it. And we're going to sell it to people. So, who would he sell it to? In 1980, he would sell it to Sandy Frank Productions. And you know what that means, Greg. Come on, everybody. Let's do the Sandy Frank song. Sandy Frank. Sandy Frank. He's the source of all our pain. Sandy Frank. Sandy Frank. gets old and mostly factual sandy frank is a bit of a butt just a bit of a butt oh just a bit okay he's king of the butts yeah uh we have it on good authority namely our friend randy west that sandy frank did very bad things with very good people on the set of face the music so you want to find details, you can follow him on Facebook. Just saying. But they sold Face the Music into syndication, and in January of 1980, they launched it with Tommy Oliver and his orchestra, the lovely singer Lisa Donovan, and of course, the one, the only, Tarzan himself, Ron Ely. And legend has it that Ron Ely got the job because he was hosting Miss America and they liked him hosting Miss America. Something like that. But there you go. Ron Ely was the host with the most on Face the Music. And Tommy Oliver was the band leader. Of course, he would go on to be the band leader on Name That Tune in 1984. And if I'm not mistaken, he composed the theme to future entry Acapulco Heat. 
if this is indeed the same Tommy Oliver. That's a deep dive. It really is. Yeah, it's the same Tommy Oliver. There you go. So not only did he do the conducting, he was also a known entity, and also, sadly, no longer with us. He died in 2006. Very sad. And rounding out the crew, Lisa Donovan, the lovely singer, with an equally lovely voice, I must say. Aside from being a lovely singer with a lovely voice, she was also in episodes... Are you ready for this? She was also in episodes of Charles in Charge and Simon and Simon. Wow. Oh, neat! Yeah. And, fun fact, she was Miss Florida 1970 and was a featured vocalist on several Miss America telecasts during the 70s. It all comes back to Miss America! So, Ron Ely and Lisa Donovan, not outside the realm of possibility that they were actually really good friends. As in, the kind that you would bum money from. The kind you would bum a ride off of. The kind you would share a pizza with. They were really good friends, people. Like Mike, Greg, and me. And of course, many of the same people who worked on this show would go on to work on Name That Tune in 1984. So we have the genesis of a bit of a legacy here. But let's talk about the game. The game is played in four rounds. The first round is called Famous Faces, where we see a montage of Famous Faces set to a jaunty little number that goes something like this. And you have to remember those faces while they play the music, you buzz in with the correct title and you have to give the proper face, and you score 10 points if you give the proper face. In round two, you do the same thing, but every musical clue you get, up to four, will lead to a person, place, or thing. You identify the person, place, or thing, you get 20 points. And the two players with the highest totals Go on to round three, where you do the same thing again, but it's worth 30 points per subject. And the player with the most points faces their returning champion in the final round, the championship round. And this is where you win the money or the prizes. Because you are shown up to six pictures of a famous person from youth to maturity, and you are given up to six musical clues. If you get it on the first clue in the first picture, you win $10,000 in cash. 
And ten thousand dollars in nineteen eighty was a lot of money. Just throwing that out there. However, if it takes you more than one clue, you get five thousand dollars in prizes, four thousand dollars in prizes, three thousand dollars in prizes. $2,000 in prizes, and if it takes you all six clues, you get $1,000 in prizes. And whoever gets it will return the next day as the new champion, or the continuing champion, if it was somebody who is continuing as champion, obviously. Now, if you win five games in a row, you win... Tell them what they win! It's a brand new car! The Datsun 310! Front-wheel drive and it's driven best. Here's proof economy can be beautiful. Datsun Sleek T310 GX Sedan. Yep. You get a Datsun! Yay! Like we said, you can't plug it in, but it runs. It's slightly better than a Yugo. It's like, yeah, it's slightly better than a Yuga. Now, come on. Datsun became Nissan. True. And Nissan yes. created the Leaf, and we all love the Leaf. Yeah, don't compare it to the Yugo. That's not even close to fair. Okay. Well, the Yugo was immortalized on classic concentration. Oh, very much so. Oh boy. And I'll never forget the one episode where Alex just completely shat on a contestant for winning another car saying, You got something against the Hugo that you won before? But that's nothing. I mean, anybody can win five games in a row and drive off in a Datsun. But if you win ten games in a row, they don't give you another Datsun. Sorry, only one to a customer, folks. I believe it was a trip around the world, people. Well, it was a trip around the world. I believe that was season two. In season one, I want to say they gave away a motorhome. Wait, what? Seriously? What? They didn't give away a trip around the world for 10 wins. I'm pretty sure they gave away a, a motorhome in the season uh, one. And somebody actually did win 10 episodes in the span of Face the Music. It started off as a trip around the world. Then it was a Coachman Crestline 17-foot camping trailer. It started off as, if you won 10 games in a row, you retired as an undefeated champion. But in season two, it became you played until you lose. Similar to Jeopardy. Well, the only person I remember winning 10 games is Sarah Beth Rothfeld. She ended up winning 10 games, got the car, got the trailer, and was promptly retired. And we didn't talk about her, but she was on a previous installment. She was a contestant, not just on Face the Music. She was also on Match Game 98. Oh. But also, she was on Double Dare 76. Oh. Really? Yeah. She went by this name Sassy. Sassy. Uh, 
Yeah, she must have been sassy or something like that. I don't know. Obviously a nickname. And that was basically the game. I mean, it was a very, very straightforward game for so many mechanics at play. I mean, three players, four rounds, one champion, thousands of dollars in prizes. And like Ron Ely promised, somebody grows up right before your very eyes. And for a while, it did well. I mean, I'm looking at the trades here. Um, it was cleared in Los Angeles on KTLA. Oh, big station KTLA. Big station in KTLA. And it beat whatever was on the networks and the other three independents at the time. That would be Streets of San Francisco on KCOP. Tic Tac Doe on KHJ. Wow, it beat Tic Tac Doe. Wow. On KHJ and All of the Family on KTTV. So those are not bad shows. I mean, Streets yeah, of San I've Francisco, got, yeah, I've got Tic Tac Doe. Okay, these are the numbers for the first two weeks on the air. And Streets of San Francisco got a 4.4 rating and a 7 share. KHJ's Tic Tac Doe got a 6.4 rating and a 10 share. Reruns of All in the Family on KTTV got a 10.8 and a 17 share. Based the Music on KTLA got an 11.5 rating and an 18 share. Not bad at all. And for a while it did very well. It did well enough to be renewed for a second season right off the shoot. And it looked like they were almost headed for a season three in 1981, but I don't know what happened, but it was not renewed. Well, that was the year that Name That Tune ended, the, the weekly version with Tom Kennedy. Yes, that's, yeah. The... So maybe it's collateral damage or something like that? Maybe just... Music game shows were kind of sort of out because remember, name that tune back in the late 70s and early 80s had more of a disco vibe. And remember, as we said in the past, disco basically died at the start of 1980, more or less. Yeah. Basically, there's not really much known about this show. I mean, it gained a bit of a cult following in the 90s when it was rerun on various cable outlets. Uh, USA. It, was on, it was on the Family Channel block. Yep, it was on the Family Channel block, uh, paired with Name That Tune, if I'm not mistaken. Among and, other things, yeah. Yeah, and it was also on the USA block before that. Also paired with Name That Tune. Well, from what I've heard, Sandy Frank will do anything to get that show back on TV in terms of rerun rights. Yeah, he'll sell them for like a cup of coffee. Problem is, for, along with that cup of coffee, you've also got to pay the music rights for all those songs. Yeah. Oh, that is true. Yeah. Basically, I mean, clearances do not come cheap. Well, considering Tubi's airing the Jim Lang version of Name That Tune, I'm surprised they don't have this on there. True. Well, Face the Music didn't get a revival on Fox last year. Oh, that is true. And Tubi is owned by the Fox Corporation. 
And another interesting thing, when the show first started, it was not $10,000 in cash. It was a $10,000 prize package. It didn't become $10,000 in cash until a couple weeks into the run. I guess, you know, once they started making that um, Olive Garden breadsticks money, that's when they sort of let loose the uh, purse strings, as it were. And I guess that probably led to its uh, abrupt cancellation in 1981, too, because I guess the money wasn't coming in as much as it was. And another thing that may have hurt it was the challenge form factor. You remember on Name That Tune, Kathy Lee Johnson, as much as it annoyed Mike, she would not sing the title of the song. No, it'd be La La La. Like it was the Banana Splits theme song almost. But that's the whole point. It would give away the song. Yeah, there were times when Lisa Donovan would give away the title of the song. Oh. I think that's just the nature of the beast. And the thing is, you'd actually have contestants waiting until she got to where the title may likely be in the lyrics. They didn't hit the buzzer beforehand. Nope. If she said the lyrics, it's free game. Yep. And another thing that might have hurt it was that the show is notoriously done very quickly and believed on shooting to tape. Because if you've seen the opening sequence, that was basically the pilot set that they shot. And I think you can tell that because I think they show four contestant uh, lecterns instead of three. Yeah, and a different sort of centerpiece for the stage, where instead of the whole Price is Right, nice curved lines there, you have these blocky triangle lights. Know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and they didn't make a point to edit it or anything. I mean, if I were the producer, I would make it a point to make sure the continuity just flowed and, you know, do a whole new shoot with that set because otherwise i don't know about you but for me it just sort of kind of put me off yeah i can see that and then when they did the credit roll they used the end card from the pilot which had that same sort of set centerpiece that they did from the top of the show which if you ask me was just Again, kind of off-putting. It's like, okay, now what? So we talked about how this was a cult classic. I don't think we talked about any memorable player. Well, actually, we did talk about a memorable player. Uh, what was her name again, Mike? Sarah Beth Rothfeld. It, was she the one who won the championship game twice in a row? No, she won 10 games and $50,000. Okay. She was, as far as I know, the only undefeated retired champion, uh, at least from what they showed on Family Channel. Nobody else even came close to 10 days. There are a few that got to five or six, but not to 10. Okay. So a few got to 10. Okay. And then there's one player who, at least according to TV Tropes, 
won the championship game on the first clue twice in a row. That is $20,000, which would be a lot of money in 1980. But aside from that, I mean, all we have are memories of how incredibly good and also incredibly bad this show is. Well, there are other contestants we can talk about because Randy West was on Feast the Music. Yeah, in fact, we uh, he talked about it uh, recently on his Facebook page. Now, of course, Sandy Frank believed in shooting to tape, but also apparently he was a bit of a bad boy on set. And what? No. I, I I know. I'm shocked. This is my, uh, I'm shocked. This is my, hold on. I'm getting a text message here. Okay. All right. Shocked face. Well, also there was another contestant, not by any stretch of the imagination as popular or uh, well-known as Randy West or even Sarah Beth Rothfeld, there was a contestant named uh, Tommy Simmons. He was on Match Game, I would say it was probably about 76 or so, uh, and I've seen footage of him celebrating on buzzer ads. Really? If you ever see the buzzer ad where they promote the wee hours, the late night block. Uh-huh. In a clip of Match Game, you see him sort of jump and click his heels in celebration. Yeah. But also beyond that, he was also on Name That Tune with Jim Lang in 1984, and he won $100,000. He was one of the really great contestants on Name That Tune. But I remember him on Face the Music. He was a bit cocky. Because I remember he won like three or four games. He may have even won the 10,000. But when he lost, the opponent that beat him won $10,000 and he was like flabbergasted. How dare you win $10,000 when I'm here or when I know the right answer? He was really legitimately PO'd. But that didn't stop him from being on Name That Tune, like I said, three, four years later. If the name doesn't ring a bell, you'd remember him. Wearing, like, really nice suits, tuxedos. Very flashy. He overdressed for the occasions. I, I, think I, I, I think I remember him looking like a really bad prom picture from the 70s. Yeah, more or less. I mean, I would say, like, or like I said, he wore tuxedos and really good suits. He, he was, like, overdressed for the occasion, I think. Just a little bit, perhaps? Yeah. So, yeah, he was a big winner on Name That Tune. He was a decent-sized winner on Face the Music. And, obviously, if you celebrate on Match Game, he wasn't one and done there. He must have won something. So what else is there to say about Face the Music? I mean, I think we pretty much plugged the well dry on this show, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, we've covered how it you know, really roared out the gate when it premiered in syndication. We talked about all the great moments, all the great players. We talked about Ron, who is still with us, thank God. 
Talked about Lisa, who's still with us, thank God. Talked about Tommy, sadly no longer with us. What else is to say? We talked about how Cable turned it into a bit of a cult classic. We talked about how it was a clever game disguised as a crappy production because Sandy Frank. What else is there? Anything? Oh. It was a thing on TV. It was a thing on TV. That's what I was missing. You know, for its time, it was a pretty decent-looking thing on TV. I mean, it wasn't totally bad, or maybe it was so bad it's good, if anything. Well, like you said earlier, the production values, you know, when they're showing clips from the pilot in the opening and closing of the show kind of cheap i'm sorry and I, I know sandy frank is like the king of cheap hey this is a man who brought the world battle of the planets in time of the apes on mst3k yeah but still re- renowned for his cheapest he, he makes larry dolan look like a big spender wow Ooh, did i just take did i just take a dig at the guardians oh my <sighs> gosh hey mike here that last line was clearly said before Larry Dolan ponied up $124 million over five years for Jose Ramirez. Thank you, Larry Dolan. Wow. Wow, that's as surprising as me making a swipe at Woody Johnson. That's as surprising. Now hold on, as I don't, I never bring up the Guardians. Stop. You brought up how Larry Dolan's a terrible owner multiple times, Mike. Well, he was the Indians owner at the time. This is my first time digging him as the Guardians owner. Oh, whatever. He's not wrong. He's not wrong, people. He's not wrong. But hey, unfortunately, there was no media promoting the show. Well, by media promoting the show, I, of course, mean paraphernalia promoting the show. No home game. No sort of tie-in with the stations. It was just the show was the product, and that was it. Because apparently making tie-in promotional material was way out of Sandy Franks' budget. Well, also, I wonder if the clearance numbers were good, because I never heard of the show until I saw cable reruns. I also never heard of the show until I saw cable reruns. I actually thought that Face the Music came after Name That Tune ran in 1984. I thought it was an original show on USA until I saw the copyright date of 1980. Shows what I know as a kid. But that's the show, so... It was good for what it was, I guess, but ultimately it was just a thing on TV, like Greg said. But you can listen to all of the crazy things we learn about all of the shows that we cover on itwasathingontv.com. Of course, we have 256 other episodes. Most of them are great. We have live shows, minisodes, a whole lot of... uh, whole lot of stuff on our social feeds at it was a thing on tv or on facebook as it was a thing on tv podcast because mark zuckerberg and sandy frank are apparently friends waka waka
I've got a million of them, folks. And of course, our good friends, because this is our only show this week, we have to throw in a plug for our good friends at Place to Be Nation. And this week, we have the... Uh, yeah, the end of the, pilot the end, 2022. That is Kung, correct. Kung Fu, the next generation, Electro Woman, and Dina Girl. Two shows, one decent fight scene in between them. Oh, one hilarious fight scene. Yeah, I'll give you a hint. Brandon Lee is not involved. Sorry. Well, no, there are two fight scenes. There's one in each of them. <laughs> yes, the one with Brandon Lee was good. The one without him was hilariously bad. Yes. And also, Marky Post swinging it on the chandelier. That was epic. But yeah, all of that is at itwasathingontv.com, including links to our YouTube where you can like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Really? Oh. Time's up, contestants. You will stay up to date on all of our future entries, and you're going to want to do that in the month ahead because there is a very special month coming up on the show. A couple of new entries in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We have the TV show uh, Moon Knight, which drops on Wednesday. Greg here. We recorded this episode two weeks ago because I was going on a trip the following day. So that's the reason why Chico says that Moon Knight is premiering Wednesday when obviously as this episode drops, episode two of Moon Knight just premiered. So that's your explanation. But we also have the big movie, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And to pay tribute to that release, we have a month full of shows that involved actors from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And we start with, uh, do I want to say who it is? Do I want to say what it is? Do I want to throw my shield at it? Chico, stop being America's ass. Uh, hey, leave Tom Villard alone. He's awesome. But we also have a special mini-sode. And a special Easter-related episode. Yep. And, my God, the mini-sode is... Well, last year we did a certain thing around this time. Around a certain anniversary. And, well, for this year, around this certain anniversary, we decided... Let's cover this ridiculous thing. And, well, it certainly is ridiculous. It is a thing, and it's ridiculous. I will give you four words for you. Gilbert Gottfried as Napoleon. <laughs> All of that is coming in the month ahead right here on It Was a Thing on TV. For Mike, for Greg, I'm Chico. Thank you so much for listening. Please be kind to each other, and we will see you for the next one. Wow!